This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Busy Babes with Hannah and Sid. Well, hey, babe. Welcome back. Episode two. Episode two. And totally forgot to do something in our first episode. Uh, besides me telling everyone what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> we also forgot to introduce the name of our podcast, which is, drumroll please, that was my leg. That's like a horrible... <laughs> It's <laughs> a slapping noise. Just a lot of slapping. <laughs> Busy babes. Yep. Um, that is what we came up with. <laughs> because we're just so busy all yes. the time. And that's not a joke, actually. We're really busy. Yeah, we are actually most of the time working. And then if we're not working, we're talking about work. So it's just kind of the MO. I'm just always working. Always. Yeah. Even like two seconds ago, I was checking my emails. And we have the... Um, a hol- it's a holiday today, so. Yeah, I, it may be a symptom of workaholics, but I don't think I'm never without my email. Or Teams. Yeah, when I traveled, I'm just always gonna, like, bring it back to my trip to Europe. <laughs> you poor thing. Um, no, but when I was in Europe, I was literally checking my emails every single day, and Simon was getting so upset with me, because he's like, stop, we're on vacation. I'm like, I literally cannot. I, I have to organize my inbox. I have to, because I'm will be too stressed if it's, you know, overflowing with emails. I just can't do it. Yeah, if I'm out of office and I have a team's message that comes through with a quick question, I am 90% going to answer it or redirect it. And I could not believe that you were still answering emails in Europe. I was like, you need to just unplug and relax. But I understand the need to check the inbox. It's just so hard. Well, it benefited me when I came back because normally if someone doesn't check their emails, you know, they're cleaning their inbox for hours. Mm Mm-hmm. When I came back, I was on it for like 15 minutes cleaning and I was done. Yeah. It just, it stays helpful to be on top of things. Yeah. It sucks. But, you know. But that's why we chose the name because we're always busy. And always if busy. If it's not work, it's it's friends, family. Or our hobbies. Yeah. Anything else. So. 
Um, we've actually been spending some time trying to think of a good intro, and we were looking at some jingles online. They're free, right? Yeah, we. I hope so. They're definitely yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> but they were, uh, it was like a recommended site, I think. We can't remember where we found the site, but they Basically, have... we're on the dark web. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and it has like this weird, it's called Audio Jungle, so it has like this weird um, tone throughout it, if you, if you will hear that in a minute. So... This is the one that we found for women's show intro. So I'm going to play like a little clip for you. And this is what they have. Yeah. Now, what does that sound like to you? This one sounds like a TED Talk. Like the introduction to a TED Talk. No, you know what it sounds like to me? What? A Lowe's or Home Depot commercial. I, no, I think there's another Welcome to to our podcast. No, that was there was this one that we listened to earlier. This one. That's it. Yes. At the That's Home it. Depot. At the Home Depot where all your dreams will come true. Oh my god. <laughs> no, you you're one for Lowe's. You're one for Lowe's. Oh yeah. Uh, anything can happen when you're at Lowe's. <laughs> Which is not that's not the that's not the story you want to be at where anything can happen. Like anything can happen at Lowe's. Anything is possible. <laughs> oh, that's anything right. Anything can happen is like threatening. <laughs> anything can happen at Lowe's. <laughs> it's supposed to be like enticing, but it really is kind of frightening. Um, they have some others, so we did a, a good amount of searching. But this one, let's see this one. This one is summer upbeat rock and roll. Oh gosh, what does it sound like? Here at the Old Navy, jump into spring <laughs> styles. <laughs> Dress for less. <laughs> at JCPenney, we're offering a limited do- time deal where you can buy three for the price of one. Oh my gosh. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> Join us for a limited sale. Wednesday. I don't know why Wednesday. <laughs> Only at JC Old Macy's. <laughs> that is too good. That is too good. Um, they have. Oh, and by the way, all of these are coming from the same production company. So shout out Husky Productions. We their, love you, Husky. Their logo looks like a demented husky that its tail got stepped on. The mouth is atrocious. The eyes are piercing. It is. It's. It's not cute. But they've. They've got some good ones. They have my wedding album. This sounds like um, a commercial for Sandals Beach Resort. Yes. Yes. Welcome down to the Island of Paradise, right off the coast of Jamaica. I have no idea where Sandals is. Do you know where it is? It's, I think it is Jamaica. No, it is Jamaica. Imagine if their commercial went like this. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Water slides and diseases galore. <laughs> Ocean and more. You don't want to know what our water is treated with. <laughs> So much chlorine, you'd be crying. <laughs> so come on down to Sandals, where all dreams come true. Sandals is like, cancel this podcast immediately. You're done. Sandals, you're done. You're done. Okay, I think we have one more. Yeah, so this one's called Hustle and Bustle, Fun Jazz. Oh, that is... 100% Ratatouille. That would be in the. That is from the Ratatouille movie. You, you think so? Remy running through the halls. Picture it. Visualize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Putting together his famous dish. 
That's good. <laughs> Anton Ego is waiting in the, in in the dining room. Do you think Husky Productions took this from the movie? It's out of that oh my circus gosh. music. Yeah, they just took it from the circus. I I still now can't. Husky Productions is sitting in the in the audience recording, video recorder. Back when that was, they didn't have video cameras in movie theaters. You know they have those now, right? No, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, well, for all the safety and good that it does, oh, yeah. they do have like full video cameras in movies. So if you're a teen and you're trying to go to the movies, teen out, kiss your crush. Maybe don't do that because you are on camera. Because there's some teenage guys. Because you know. People working at movie theaters are literally teenagers. Yes. Are sitting in the back. They're like, "Hey, check out, check out this couple over here." <laughs> Look at these little twelve-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, let's zoom in, zoom in. <laughs> and then they will effectively come and kick you out. They're like, "Ah, we probably should put a stop to that." Yeah, I got in trouble for texting in a movie one time. I was texting my parents. Yeah, I was Ooh. to let them know that I was safe at the movies, and literally the manager came in and was like, "You need to leave. You're being a distraction on your phone." Mind you, I was in the front row. Um, front row there was no more light coming in from my phone than there was the entire screen and my phone was on like complete low brightness like i do not like drawing attention and i just texted my do parents. you think he he was just walking by he didn't see on this like you it know was, how people will just come like workers will just come in no it was a manager and two other theater workers oh my god! Like, they were coming to escort my young teenage self out of the theater with me it was me and like one other friend you're like, I'm 15. I'm, like, what? I was like, what are you going to do? <gasps> he was like, well, we're going to kick you out. I was like, for what? And they're like, well, we're going to get the manager above our manager to come talk to you. I was like, okay, good luck. I was like, that's fine if you really want to be this petty. But yeah, so they have cameras. They have cameras. The more you know. Yeah. That's like, all I'm going to say. You do it a bunch of times. I was like. Do what? Nice. Pull out my phone to text. That's how strict No, I know, be. but like. Why is that such a big deal? Everyone does that. Literally everyone. And then they accused me of throwing, I forgot about this, of throwing gummy bears at the movie screen. <gasps> and it was the kids behind me. They just wanted you out. I was they like, had it out for you. I was like, I don't even have gummy bears. You're like, like what my, my pockets bears. are empty. My pockets are empty. Check I, me. Yeah, I was like, like, where do you think? I don't know. I was like, if I have no gummy bear wrapper, no bag, or nothing that can incriminate me with these gummy bears anyway did you end up getting kicked out no because <laughs> my ground I was good like, for you on what grounds anyway aside from the movie that's garbage i know i'm like our whole podcast is not about movie theaters but ridiculous but yeah reliving trauma i think is this podcast that's definitely very traumatic <laughs> i'm sorry i had to go through that thank you i appreciate that cinema city calling them out they'll regret it forever i love cinema city i know me too i don't oh, bother no. anymore Another spot in, in Orange County like that we have in common. The only childhood place to go watch movies with your friends. Oh, yeah, because it was, like, the nicest theater there was. Yeah, you weren't going to go up to the Edwards up by Wood Ranch in Savvy Ranch. Yeah, I never went that far. But. Oh, yeah, no chance. Uh-uh, dark. It was a little scary. What about scary. Brea, though? Did you ever go to those theaters? No. I just went there to see Top Gun. Top Gun was good. Top Gun was so... Top Gun. Top Gun was <laughs> so good. See? I didn't know you saw it. Yeah, I saw it because I had a gift card. <laughs> nice. Did you go by I, yourself? No, I went Parker. Oh, okay, good. I'm like good. strictly comedy, rom-com, movie type of girl. Yeah, me too. If I can't laugh at it, I don't want to see it. Everything else is too serious. So Top Gun was like my only exception and it was phenomenal. It was so good. And did I tell you I fall asleep to like every movie? No. I have, it's not a prop. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just fall asleep to everything. 
primarily movies. And I did not fall asleep to Top Gun, so that's how you know it was a good movie. Well, I mean, the actors were really good. Plus, they were cute, so that, that always helps. I know. Do you, what are your thoughts on Miles Teller? I think he's cute, but I don't think... I mean, I don't know. We're also kind of going into this podcast topic in the industry of we see a lot of celebrity people. We and do. And like what they actually look like. So when I see someone that's cute, I'm like, oh, they're just another cute guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like, oh my god, it's Miles Teller. I'm like, it's just, he's, you know, he's cute. He's handsome. Yeah, it's like everyone's cute in their own way, but also you get to see like a really cool real side of people. Like when, yeah. you, when you work with them like face to face and it shows you how much social media edits things. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I'm like, he ain't that buff, guys. Oh, he probably is. He probably is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not what they CGI'd. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. They didn't give him fake muscles for the film. No, that's um, all real. So our topic today is just, we kind of wanted to talk about the corporate world that we're in because I feel like it's very different than a lot of other corporate worlds. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, there's a lot of crossover. Totally. But it's very niche at the same time. Yeah. There was, I think the same, it's very similar for you, or mm-hmm. if not close to similar. Um, last night, my brother's girlfriend was asking everyone at the table and she mm-hmm. was like, okay, what dream job would you have if you could change jobs right now and money didn't matter? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, I don't think I would change my job. Like, I don't know what else I would want to do. You know, now that I think about it, that that you're bringing this up, I think I feel the same way. I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to be in a different industry. No, it's like, there's plenty of opportunity for growth and we get to work with some of the best people in the industry Mm -hmm. and... We get to be around celebrities all the time. They're like yeah. co-workers. It's like the coolest thing to see everything happen behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. It's, I think it's so funny because like if I was in high school and I, and I saw myself five years down, the, maybe longer, high school to college, post-college, I don't know. Can't do math, remember? <laughs> it's like seven years. Seven years. I would be like, I'm living my dream job. Like, I am living the dream. Like, yeah. I would have never even pictured it, right? But it's so funny, because, like, when you're in it, you don't think that way. You're like, life's hell. <laughs> you know? Like, you're like, I'm always stressed. This is so stressful. It's not, like, this picture-perfect um, thing I probably would have envisioned in high school. But then, looking back in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's, it is a great job. It's a great industry. And if that I, makes sense. Yeah, and obviously you are, like, so thorough and so good at your job and, like, what you do. Um, but do you ever find that you can, in the times that you are off and when you're not on your computer, that you can really shut it off? I think that's really key mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. being in something that's, like, as fast-paced, right? Yeah, it's something – I think it's, like, genuinely a skill, though. Yeah. You know, you have to really learn how to shut it off. Um, I, I think I can admit that I'm not that good at, you know, shutting it off, but I think it's because I love to work, which is, ooh, that's like a big cringe, you know? I think, I don't want to like admit that because saying it out loud sounds weird, but I think to my core, I like being busy and having ownership of something, yeah. Do you think it's not just being busy, but it's like the need to be like involved or the need to achieve I think yeah it's definitely the achievement aspect for sure and then just being in the know yeah like being I, in the know is huge yeah I want to know what's going on I don't want to like walk into something and be confused yes that makes sense 
I will yeah. say I changed roles recently from a, a role where I was more in the know to mm-hmm. a role where I am kind of lower on the food chain in terms of like top level information. Mm-hmm. And it's when switching roles, it was kind of like when I took the new role, I was like, this is kind of like an ego test. Like I oh. felt, I was like, oh, like I don't feel as like cool anymore because I don't have that. I, I'm not in the know. Mm-hmm. So I had to like put my ego aside and see what was better for like long-term career and it kind of I do kind of miss it yeah just being like the first to know things or the go-to girl for everything you know yeah but you can morph that role into becoming the go-to person you can morph a role into whatever you want totally but you know that initial like changeover is definitely really hard yeah it's like when you I've heard the thing that it's like when you get comfortable it's time to move on Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh man Mm, that's so good yeah because I just got comfortable and that was like Mm -hmm. the bittersweet of like oh well, now I have to start new at something. And that's, like, scary in itself. So, especially when it's fast-paced as it is. But we oh, still yeah. work in the same division, I would say, of the company. Yeah. yeah. I like that we work so closely together. Even though you changed over roles, we're mm-hmm. still, like, working together. Yeah. It's really nice. And everyone on our team. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I've This is the only – is this the only media corporate, like, company that you've worked for? Um, no, I've worked for a few others, but not, like, at a high level. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I worked at SiriusXM, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was only an internship. Um, and then way, way before that, I interned at a TV broadcasting company and as an intern. Were those vibes similar? I'm, like, I'm genuinely curious. Um, TV broadcast, way different. Way different vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, almost entirely. Um, and did I tell you where it was? No. Do you know what TBN is? No. What's TBN? (laughs) Trinity Broadcasting Network. It was where I could get an internship. Oh, because of Biola. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's where I went to school. Um, I wasn't, uh, I don't remember how I got it. I can't remember. That's a whole story in itself of working there, because it was just so funny. But, um... Sirius XM was, I didn't feel like I got the whole experience because it was all remote, because it was gotcha. during COVID. Oh, I forget that you started at our company during COVID. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't even want to say the tail end of it, because COVID's still going. Yeah. But um, toward the end of 2020. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know Sirius XM was, was in early 2020. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was short. Um. And I feel like I really, I mean, I, I would shadow different, um, shows and I like quote unquote met celebrities via zoom through that experience, but it's like so weird. Bittersweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. And so, but I could tell company culture wise, it was different compared to where we are now. I worked for The Voice. Mm-hmm. back in the day and just the structure set up was so much different like the way that they ran that company I was a little I mean obviously again not as involved as before but I would and I was more on the production side but it was not as like family oriented as where we are now like it's night and day like it was yeah. for sure a business there and this is a business obviously but like the people are so much more involved in everyone else's lives to a respectful way like not mm-hmm. too invasive but like it's great it's it does feel like family yeah I definitely feel like 
what's interesting with my role, I'm definitely more, sometimes I like to say, like, I'm on an island, Mm -hmm. but I work with all you guys, so I would consider you still, you know, my... My work family. <laughs> Hannah is at the top of the food chain. We'll just no. put there. And then we all fall under her. So that's her island. Is that actually, she's on the clouds. She's like above <laughs> us. And then she helps us. No. If anything, Cindy's helping me. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. You and me going back and forth. I know. Yeah. Oh, you help me. It's like Spongebob and Patrick. I, oh, yeah. I'm dirty, Sp- Dan. <laughs> I'm dirty, Dan. <laughs> I don't remember what the other character was. I think it was just they were going back and forth about Dirty Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they, they both they wanted both to be wanted Dirty, dirty Dan. Dan. <laughs> we both want to be on the cloud. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, and oh, I yeah. think so much of it is, like, I think a lot of people are scared to get into the corporate world. And there's, like, so you mean much the, Do you mean the corporate world or corporate media? Corporate media. Yeah. I, but then, again, I'm like, well, maybe it applies to all. Like, I think so. Um, and maybe not. Ours is very, like, lively and fun, and, like, we don't have to wear... I mean, we try to dress business casual. Like, we're always very clean-cut looking, mm-hmm. but we're not in, like, full slacks and heels It's definitely more casual. It's not... But I also think COVID changed that, you know? Yeah. Because um, my boss was telling me the other day that he used to wear, like, full suit every single day before COVID. And now COVID... Well, he wears sports jackets every once in a while, but that's not the same. It's not the same kind of um, dress culture, for sure. And I get having someone wanting to look very uniform and, like, being a really good representation of the company, but I think something that we could all take away more of is what's wrong with having a little bit more expression in the way you dress or the way you wear your makeup. Yeah, I I don't really like it super uniformed. No. Because it doesn't tell you who you are. Yeah, and the different personalities that we see in the office, depending on what they wear, like, Okay, if they wear sweatpants, that's probably, like, a hard no. Yeah. But if you're putting effort into the way that you look, and as long as it's not, like, revealing or inappropriate, and, like, by extreme measures, like, mm-hmm. tube tops and, like, short, short mini skirts or, like, <laughs> ah, see-through. Yeah. Because then some people are like, oh, well, skirts are inappropriate, you know? But it just depends. Right. I know. I think um, sometimes I get super hesitant in, like, wearing um, dresses, that are too short because I'm like oh I don't know you know because I it's kind of like the fine line of what's acceptable what's not but you're you're tall yeah and I have long legs Mm -hmm. like my legs are longer than my torso like it's just a fact I'm like proportionately longer legs so if I wear a skirt it always looks too short Mm -hmm. always even if it's not because my legs are just way longer than my torso wouldn't it be fun to like assign someone the job of like I don't know, like, being, like, you look really nice today or, like, really complimenting people Mm. instead of, like, you know, demoralizing them. Oh, (laughs) that would be nice. Wouldn't that be cute? I mean, we should probably call HR. (laughs) (laughs) Too many compliments. complimenting me around the office is making me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Please write her up, please. Someone, can you say something to her? Like, she's just too much. I was just trying to be nice. Well, niceness, oh, I can get... Well, because sometimes guys can be... I'm not talking about our experience specifically, but just in general. Guys can be... They think they're being nice, but sometimes niceness can go too far. But then on the other side of things, sometimes there will... I've seen people, like, try to explain something that, like, definitely needs explaining, and Mm -hmm. then the individual on the other end is like, are you trying to, like, over-explain it to me or, like, mansplain this to me? Yeah. And, like, you can see that that's their attitude. It's like, no, they're literally just trying to do their job. (laughs) yeah yeah 
So it's such a mm-hmm. fine line, and whenever it comes to like corporate, corporate media, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. our industry, yeah, I think everyone just needs to like relax and be themselves a little more and then Mm -hmm. everything turns up roses like what's the point in hiding your personality I love it I love being professional but also like being who I am yeah and not taking crap from anyone like I still take crap I I would be like oh no okay yep if you don't like this I'll change it (laughs) yeah you know I'm a lot of talk because I'm like I'll take crap from nobody and then I'm always like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm like don't hurt me I know we're like these (laughs) We, we're big, big voices, uh, but the, we're the human version of all bark, no bite. Yeah, no, literally, literally. Because people will tell me, like, oh, Hannah's so sweet, she's so nice, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, but the inside, I am boiling. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if, what other advice, like, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of corporate media. I think corporate media is such a... I don't know, broad term. I think corporate media in Los Angeles is what is really intimidating to a lot of people because Los Angeles is just a beast. Well, you see bigger name companies and then you're like, I don't want to apply there. Everyone has applied there. That's scary. Like, why would they pick me? And to be fair, like, when I was in college and I was applying for internships and just, like, looking at my prospects, yeah, no freaking way. Like, it was so hard to um, get anywhere, it seemed, at times. So that's not false, you know? Yeah. And word of mouth, like, recommendations or references, key. Absolutely key. Yeah, you just got to network. Mm-hmm. And people, like, don't be afraid of wasting someone's time. Like, keep it short, sweet. Be affirmative, like, assertive mm-hmm. in what you're looking for. And, like, that's how you get recommendations and friends in the industry. If you're, like, super timid and you're weird about it, then it's not going to come across the way you want it to. Yeah, exactly. I had someone come up to me at an event and she was like are you looking for a job and I was working with our with our current company mm-hmm. and she literally looked at me and she's like are you looking for a job like because like we would like to hire you oh my gosh she was a chief revenue officer of a company oh my gosh yeah I was like oh actually like I just got promoted within you know but mm-hmm. thank you so much like I will reach out if I ever need anything but it's like that came out of the blue but also she was yeah. like so hey like what's your name blah 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 like she like introduced herself yeah came back around got straight to the point done I oh that's crazy we connected on LinkedIn we've been friends ever since wow mm-hmm. see these things happen yeah that's what I'm saying like be direct and you just gotta be direct yeah she, and yeah. she was coming to me wow and she didn't know who I was but she was like a top like a C-level executive and she was like can we get LinkedIn like, can we connect? Like, she oh, wanted to Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because I did not, bad on me, don't ever follow this advice, but I did not remember her last name. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So it was good that she did that because then, it like, it was probably weird in the moment to be like, hey, can we connect on LinkedIn? Like, we had a great conversation, but mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, I think taking that initiative and going to, like, those events that you're talking about because you just don't know what can happen. Yeah. Literally anything can happen. Volunteering, like, networking doesn't need to be as scary as it seems. Like, there's a ton of places, especially in LA or, like, bigger cities that need people to volunteer. Like, they, it's unpaid work, yes, but you get so much value from it. Yeah. So much value. I know you do that all the time. You, you tend to volunteer. Um, what's been the, your favorite experience you've had? Volunteering, at an event in Los Angeles and where you got the most um, traction from? 
there wasn't, I mean, there's not one in Los Angeles, but there mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, when I went to Austin for South by Southwest, oh, that was yeah. like the biggest convention that yeah. I've worked where it would be networking. Mm-hmm. And that was the one where the girl came up to me and offered me like a position. And I was like, whoa. But just being in those spaces and being able to have like quick pickup conversation, how's their day, how's their event, whatever it is, to kind of get them talking. Yeah huge game changer just being nice and giving them directions and kind of like being that comfortable point of per- like person that they can come to and point out of a crowd and ask a question huge yeah huge yeah what would so you huge. what would you say is a big one for you um I don't feel like I've gone to a lot of events per se like like South by Southwest like I feel like that's a really good one because anyone can go to that one but also people want to just talk like they go there to yeah. do business yeah the way that I've networked is honestly within our own, co- like our own company events um, and clients. And it's not, I'm not like pursuing clients. Like they can be like a little bit sus, but clients have come up to me and, um, and we've talked and I've formed relationships that way. And I don't know. I feel like that's like a small way that I've been able to network, at least within our own company. Um, but how I even got this job or not, yeah, like how this even started was someone at school when I was in college came up to me and asked me about internships and I was like looking for one and he was like, oh, well I'm interning here and they're looking for interns. Would you be interested? And so I think sometimes people will be like, oh, no freaking way. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no way I even get that. But I was like, yeah, sure. And I was able to get into direct contact with someone who worked there and one thing led to another, had an interview, and boom, I was in. And then that's how, um, and I know the same is for you, too. I went from an internship, and then a year or so later, ended up getting a job. Yeah, and my internship was a kind of a weird, again, word of mouth thing, where it was the guy I was seeing at the time, his mom's friend's daughter oh, wow. worked at our company. And she was like, I'll get you her email, just send her your resume, let her know you're interested. I've already talked to her mom, like, she knows that you're mm-hmm. interested. And then maybe you'll get, like, a phone interview or whatever. I went through, I think, four rounds of inter- interviewing. Oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. Before finding out that I, I got it. And I was, like, so confused at first. I was like, sure, whatever, I'll just throw my name in for this internship. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, like, you're one out of 270 applicants that received this position. I was like, what? That's so insane. Well, there was, like, two of us on the team, so it was, like, two out of two hours. But it was, like, ridiculous. I was, yeah. like, I had no idea that many people are trying to be in this industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone wants to live the L.A. Hollywood dream. Mm-hmm. And we're living it, baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. I mean, a lot of people we are, in our like, own way. your job's so cool. We want to, like, how do you get into that position? Even people within our company are, like, that seems really cool. Like, how did you get into that? And yeah. And are just in different divisions. Um, at the last event that we worked at, um, I was walking the grounds and these group of girls came up to me, um, and were like, hi, and did not work with us. Uh They were just attendees of the concert. And, um, they were like, we want to work in media. We want to know like how you got to the position that you're in today. And like, if you can give us any advice. And it was like, it caught me off the guard so much, but I was just like, oh, well, I actually don't even remember what I said. (laughs) It was all a dream. It was a dream. It never actually happened. (laughs) Did you connect with them? No. It was kind of like a weird, like, 
you know, they were they were just wanting to gain some quick advice and then move on. They didn't actually want to like quote unquote network. They didn't want to get our information or anything like that. See, big mistake. Big, big mistake. mistake. There you go. Because imagine if they connected with you on LinkedIn, then you guys would have mm-hmm. had some like basis of introduction mm-hmm. and it would have been a cool story if they ever applied oh yeah totally and i will always always endorse um linkedin mm-hmm. i mean it's so it's such a helpful tool i'll go into my inbox on linkedin and like um several companies have reached out to me and they're like hey are you interested in working you know yeah granted i'm not looking but you know it has those prospects there which is cool i've had at least two people in the last two years that have reached out to me on LinkedIn that I don't know. And they were like, I'd love to know more about the company and Mm -hmm. how you got to where you are. I would like to be interviewing for these positions. And they sent me the job postings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, let me take a look at the hiring manager and see how I can help if I know them or anything or give advice. I've had conversations on the phone and then they added me as a referral. I referred them. And then I ended up talking to the hiring manager of one of them and both of them ended up getting hired within the company. Dang. Yeah, so... So reach out. It reach seems out. weird, but just do it. I know it seems weird, but you will not regret it. Yeah. You will I, not regret I it. I used to reach out to Disney people because I oh was... But this gosh. was like when LinkedIn was not utilized as often. This yeah. was like 2019. Oh, got it. And uh, the amount of times I was left on red. Yeah. Or they'd reach out and be like, we need you to fill out this interview questionnaire. It was like six questions long. And mm-hmm. then I would submit it and I never heard back. That was so hurtful. It took me like two hours to do Oh my gosh. Yeah, like literally like panicking over every little last word, like when to make sure I had everything right. No response. Cutthroat. That's horrible. I've, I've been in, I've been tempted to look it up online and find the email again and just reach out again with like, be like, hey, remember me? They're like, Thoughts? oh, I have shoot, now. she's still here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm like, man, I made it. <laughs> it's me. I finally got it, but... It took me over at least 100 applications to get into the industry. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's not, it is not in any way an overnight thing. No. It, it, it's, you are going to face so many um, failures, and you're going to have to try over and over and over again to get to where you want to be. That's just, like, how it is. And this is a little dark, but, like, <laughs> it became over the summer when I didn't have a job yet. I would, every Monday, I would be depressed. Like, legitimately mm-hmm. Because I was like, weekend, fun, everyone's like not working, like we're having a great time. And then Monday would come and like my inbox was still like rejections or empty. And I would just get sad. Like all my friends knew like, oh, Monday's like your depressed day. I'm like, what do you mm. mean? And they're like, well, I think you're like sad that you don't have a job yet. And I was like, mm. this sucks. Yeah. You have to go through that season. You have to. I mean, 2020 was the worst for me because I graduated Granted, I had that, that internship at Sirius XM, but I majored in broadcast journalism. So all my friends in college went on and became reporters and anchors, which that's the path that I was on. And so they all went and did that. And I wanted to stay in L.A. and pursue media in L.A. And nothing was coming up for me. Like, I was getting nothing. I mean, I got Sirius XM, and then um, it was it. It was like crickets for the longest time. Was, when I say the longest time, it was like four months. But... Yeah. Um, it was rough. It was so hard, and I felt like I didn't have a future. Yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. The first job I took was from word of mouth again. It was the first job I had at The Voice, because I mm-hmm. had two different jobs at The Voice. Um, 
was from one friend that recommended me and I at first I told them I'm like no I, I actually have a, a start date in the works because I did mm-hmm. all of that fell through so I'm <sighs> really glad that I just went with my gut I was like you know what they haven't given me any for sure is yes yeah, so I'm just gonna take this job it's only six weeks if there's any any pushback like I'm sure that other position will wait took the job the first week I started the job like day two I had an email from the company that I was supposedly starting to work at within the next like month that made me want to say no to the current position that I had mm-hmm. and they're like oh everything fell through maybe look back again in a couple months yeah wow so I was so thankful that the voice wanted to like have me back and interview mm-hmm. me even though I was like I'm not interested thank you so much like literally could have been a big I wouldn't be where I am now oh that's so nice if I said no yeah so you got to make those last minute decisions too those yeah. you know gut feeling decisions because I feel like that's what helped me to get where I am today. So for example, um, I really, so the company that we're at now, I kept pursuing them because I had an internship there and I was like, I just have a feeling that I need to be there. Oh my God, me too. I had a feeling. And so I kept pushing it and I kept getting pushed back because of like, um, there was like a financial period, you know, they weren't hiring anybody. It was a hiring freeze freeze and um and 2020 everyone was like end of the world yeah literally and so but I was like I just really feel like I need to work there and so I kept pushing and then here we are yeah it was truly a gut feeling because people are like why try something you just try something else and I'm like but I just really I just really really feel like this is it so yeah if you have a gut feeling and if anybody wants to be like oh gut feelings are lame and like not real no, like if you so actually real. have a gut feeling and you want to pursue it, there's no harm in going after it. As long as it's mm-hmm. not something that's, like, going to put you out, like, a bunch of money or your mental health or your family or something crazy, like, do it. Yeah. Oh, giving free advice out here. <laughs> oh, oh, oops. <laughs> like, but don't, like, nothing that's going to either hurt you or incriminate you. It's just like, wait, 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 be safe, be safe. <laughs> yeah, I a little disclaimers to the end of things now. Uh, well, that's it for me, at least for today. I know. I'm like, that was actually like a lot more than I think we had thought up in our brains when we first started this podcast. Yeah, no, that was definitely, sorry if it was a bit of a tangent, but you know. Yeah. Episode two. Episode two. Just sharing our wisdom. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode three. Well, we will share more wisdom. Don't know if it'll be good wisdom. Or bad wisdom. Or bad wisdom. But it's wisdom. But it's wisdom. Stay tuned. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.